Hi, Tom. Hi, Spira. How are you? Uh, yeah, I'm okay. I'm um excited to cook my one of our favorite dishes later after this. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. No, it's the truth, and you. Yeah. Are you, what are you gonna? He's cooking masako. It's not a big deal. <laughs> Why are you teasing it like that? Because it's like uh, whatever. Anyway, I'm, I'm fine. Excited. I'm I'm feeling much better today than I was last week because of that bloody election that we just witnessed. And that's what we're here to talk about today, guys. Welcome, welcome to all of the things, and welcome to a new dawn. oh first and foremost just a little bit of hygiene um if you could just remember to like share and subscribe what are you talking about you can't like it or you can't like it oh you can follow it yeah you You can can yeah you can follow us on on spotify and and insta no not insta um apple music or apple podcast sorry um and then i guess we'll put ourselves on other platforms at some point soon mm, oh, well, we... apparently there's loads of niche ones that we're supposed to be yeah, on well, spotify is where it's at yeah i yeah i'm, I'm apple podcast anyway. I'm apple sheep well, but anywho yeah um yeah just guys because yeah we're not actively promoting this so if you can you know help well, it's just the tell worst, a friend to tell a friend it's the worst marketing strategy ever but anyway we'll figure it out yeah but um yeah that that week man so today we're recording on the monday the 9th of november can't believe it's monday it feels like wednesday and already. last tuesday uh the polls closed and the vote oh my began. day so this this time last week we were stressing out about the election results the and following then, day and yeah that, oh little my, did we know yeah. we were gonna spend the next five <laughs> days agonizing over it and i didn't think that that would be my my reality i felt like I would, you know, not be so invested in it, but... I don't no, the know. stakes I were too high. It. I couldn't help it. And um, I don't know why, but I don't really know what the reason is, but for, for whatever reason, I seem to be more engrossed and tolerant and interested in the US political system and US politics than British politics to the point where, you know, I'll happily watch, you know, hour-long... Uh, congr- you know, congressional hearings and you know just I don't know just geek out on all of it um, whereas I'm very intolerant of Br- the British political system if I hear so much as a sentence come out of Boris Johnson's mouth I squirm uh, well I imagine that's what most people feel but at least like for you Tom you f- it feels to me like you have the opposite problem where you're super involved in British political you know um processes and and news and updates i follow it you follow it on a daily basis and i just can't seem to do that but i thought it would be a good idea to then maybe bring some of that to the podcast today because um i i've heard that you know there's some people kind of fed back that oh you know what so what is the deal with uh you know amy coney barrett what is the deal with this these legal challenges that trump's putting forward like what does it all mean what is the electoral college right so there's all these questions um and then just you know i guess my understanding of it as a dumb dumb brit i thought it'd be good to to cover it today in celebration of america doing the right thing can we touch on that before we get into it the yeah. fact that you were very much defiant and wanted to celebrate before the networks called it, <laughs> whereas I was like, no, I, I don't, I don't trust this situation. It has to be beyond all reasonable doubt. 
Yes. You and many other people in the US, I, f- I found, that were just nervous and anxious. Basically, the way I see it is that Trump has bullied us into a corner. When I say us, I mean American, uh, I don't know, Democrats. I'm not even one of them, but I just identify with them more so than, you know, a Trump supporter. So when I say us, I mean them, really. Basically, bullied all of us in terms of um, our mindset and our approach and our ideologies and and just popularism and Trumpism is such a is such a dominating force in the media um, way before he got elected right he was gaining all of the media attention yeah. people were constantly throwing him a bone and you could ask, argue that was in partly the reason why he was elected in the first place is because it was a, a vicious cycle where he kept getting more media attention and yeah. his views kept being um, espoused kept you know kept being you know, just allowed to enter into the political sphere and then people, more and more people, you know, latched, latched onto it. Now, four years later, here we are, but it's not like it began when he stepped into the White House, right? Yeah. That, that began long before when he announced his presidency. Um, and you could argue that all of this now is not uh, by no means the end of Trumpism. It's yeah. very much what's what we now have to deal with in uh, across the pond too like we are dealing with and and you know the kind of the post brexit world brexit and trump go hand in hand that ideology is the same it's it's rooted in the same insecurities the same ideologies about returning to a great you know the, the golden years um and my point was is like when you when you saw those votes coming in yeah yeah and you could see it was so clearly gonna ha- gonna be Biden. Like we're talking three days in, four days in. Yeah. And it just became it became annoying that no one in the media was calling it because it was so obvious. And when you don't give, basically, what I was kind of getting frustrated at was that the longer you don't provide a voice to what is actually happening in front of you, yeah. the longer you're creating a vacuum for Trump and Trump ideology to just fill that vacuum and but then continue to take the airwaves and the and with with their whole you know idea of oh this is rigged this is fraudulent this isn't this isn't a legitimate process if the media continues to not call it then you're basically making the point that it's not legitimate in some ways in their mind um and the longer you're not talking you're allowing trump people to talk is was kind of my point um so I, i feel like I was so relieved when it happened. I was like, okay, good, right, get on my page, like, get on my level, like, it's done. We've known that he wasn't going to win. It was quite clear. Um, and I understand the reticence to do it in the sense of there are all these legal challenges, but Yeah, even and then, you want to make sure there's them, no mathematical possibility of him being able to come back. Because yeah, well, we so saw what happened with Arizona. Well, what happened? Because okay, well, they, they called that one ASAP. That was one of the first ones, and everyone got, like, excited and gassed like oh my days this is happening yeah but he still hasn't lost it I know he still hasn't lost it but you saw the way it was coming down I was at one point I was just like oh my days did they get it wrong all of the kind of you could argue I don't know centre left or left people just starting to all the panic started to seep in the same panic you felt in 2016 when he started to win those states you could just see that there was this this anxiousness this uh, you know this panic of well, what if it happens again yeah and 
by doing that, you're just giving him more legitimacy. You're giving him more dominance, giving him more power. Yeah. Instead of just saying, no, you're a sad little man that's lost. You need to sit in the corner and we're going to do us. We're going to win. We're going to be proud of our win. We're going to, you know, celebrate our win. In the same way that a bunch of people on the, on the, on the right side were saying, yeah, we're, you know, make, a great, make America great again. You know, deal with it type. You know, that yeah. very dominant rhetoric was you know has has been leading the conversation for the last you could argue five years right yeah. before he was elected so um, I, I have some questions to ask based on that um i'm just thinking about you know dave Chappelle when he was went on snl like the past weekend over the weekend and he was talking about um remember that anger and that hurt that these people is still going to be out he was basically yeah. talking about like typical trump voters who saw him as their vehicle for their pain and their rage and stuff yeah yeah yeah. like do what do you have any thoughts on on those peeps or well that's what i was kind of saying is it's not going to go away now if anything you're opening up the the void to allow that to seep back in you have to remember this didn't come out of nowhere right like he gave he gave those people a voice yeah. by existing and by putting out his message and announcing his president his run for president. Yeah, he he allowed them to come out of the out of the what's the the woodwork? Yeah, the shadows. Yeah, come out of the shadows and like actually express themselves yeah. outrightly. This is who we are. This is what we believe. And here is all our harmful rhetoric. So that was that was in Obama times. Yeah. So that was 2012 right mm-hmm. no that was 2000 sorry, no 2008 no 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 2014-15 um is when like oh who's gonna run who's gonna run right like this yeah. that kind of stuff and when and then you know when he decided to run i think a, at least a year before so kind of 2015 this is when it gave it gave it a platform yeah and what i'm kind of saying is like that's not now you've basically correct you've course corrected you've you've now elected biden but now you're basically back in 2015 mm. where the risk is imminent yeah constantly there's now going to be this constant threat of going back to those times those yeah. trump times like we'll look back on this 10 years from now and think oh my god those four years was an they were a nightmare right yeah. brexit trump oh my god what was happening to our our country what was happening to our mindsets and when everyone listening if you've had our previous episode on the social dilemma and you think about this through the lens of what social media does to harm your attention span yeah. to harm your ability to to critically think to disagree amica- amicably you know all of those things play into it and when you're seeing your own personalized algorithm i'm seeing my own personalized one yeah and you and misinformation has been fed to me you know and and you think about of it in the sense of the cuban american community that were being fed spanish ads yeah you know, speaking their language i don't know why that really tone, like we've, we've had several their insecurities yeah. about uh you know if you vote for biden you're voting for socialism like those were said in the ways that they could understand yeah. through harmful you know facebook ads so that's that's the kind of these are the forces that will that will not go away now that biden's elected yeah i was just saying that um like i know we've had several conversations like offline about this and yeah it like i just want to put on record that q 
Cuban um, Republican vote really like threw me off. I like I just didn't know that obviously because I'm not I'm not American. I've never I haven't stepped foot there. So like on on some levels, like how do you expect me to know the intimate details of what the electorate is like? But mm. I just didn't see that one coming, and and especially because. I guess yeah, like I have to put my hands up because I, I guess I saw like all people of Latin persuasion or Hispanic or um, I guess the they're Latino, not even Hispanic Latino, Latino but they're yeah. Cubans in in the Caribbean. Um, but yeah, it's like you see them all as one homogenous group, and you think that when Trump speaks out about um, immigrants and stuff, that they will all take umbrage with it. But yeah, clearly not. not. Like no. it just shows the the level of nuance that I just was not aware of. Like yeah, they're not just, a monolith. Yeah, and because yeah. Because equally, the the Latino vote is what got Biden to lead in Arizona. Yeah. So yeah, because it's a different a situation there. Yeah. Yeah. Because um yeah, because I think and then also as well, Arizona's a very interesting. Like I saw this video. Um, probably as feel I can send you the link, and you can link it in the description. Um, oh, what's the name of the channel? Ah uh, crap! Oh, this isn't helpful. That's gonna bug me. I watch them all the time. Oh, this is. Oh no! Is it's basically it's an economics YouTube channel, and I they're really really good. And I pol no, visual uh, politics. Boom! Right. There are a few oh, I got there. Jesus. <laughs> that so, yeah. was some Sorry, compelling that was... radio. Apologies. But yeah, so I was watching, like a week before the election results came out, I was watching a visual politic episode. So they, they focused on, they did one video on Pennsylvania. They really digs down into like the, the stats and like the story so far in terms of the campaigning. And then they did another one on Arizona. And with the Arizona episode, they really like dig down into like the um, demographic changes that have occurred. Mm -hmm. And then they also touched on the fact that um, Arizona's like... Oh, Obviously, it was um, Senator John McCain's um, yes. former state where he was a senator, um, and that how he represented a form of like Republican or conservatism yes. that was different from the present day. And also, as well, yes. just to point this out, you know, whenever um, we speak on this podcast, and I'm and I'm very like hesitant to to speak badly about right wingers. It's that type of conservatism that I, I I have a respect for the position. Do you get what? Like, I'm not yeah. saying that I buy into it whatsoever, but I respect people that come from that type of tradition where it's not, there's no, like, real malice behind yeah. their, like, this might sound crazy, Parks and Recs run. Yes. So like that. He's a libertarian. Yeah, that okay. libertarian classical, like, they yeah. don't really mean you any harm but obviously they're, they're of a different persuasion like yes. those peeps like I, I do have some time for them I would never I, well, don't get me wrong if I'm you're, not, you're allowed to disagree if you're coming out yeah. from a sense of respect right yeah, yeah because I feel like at their core there's like they have their values they have their thoughts and those are their opinions yeah and they put it forward in a way that is somewhat respectful or like they do you yeah. get what I'm saying it's like um, isn't John McCain's daughter on The View? Yeah. Yeah, and she, don't get me wrong, she can be mm, really fiery like, and like, yeah. but I, I, I hope I'm not mischaracterizing her when I can say that I feel like she gets her thoughts and views across somewhat amicably or my, my yeah, mischaracterizing. I'm not going to speak for her, but, but, but yeah. the other thing too with um, John McCain is that um, he and Joe Biden had a very close relationship. They yeah. were very, very good friends for decades. Yeah. Um, and interestingly, his um, John McCain's widow 
voted for Biden and endorsed publicly endorsed Biden as a lifelong Republican she publicly endorsed Biden which goes to show there is a fraction of the Republican Party that is has has been struggling with this you know the fact that Trump is president and they don't agree with his character and his morals and his his moral standing yeah and you just mentioned the Lincoln Project which is uh, what was it a republican think tank slash fundraising yeah. that is so anti a republican anti-trump yeah. group that tries to sabotage the trump campaign um but then equally a lot of the criticism towards that position is that you've had four years to publicly condemn him and you didn't you know so all of these republican senators you know stuck around stuck yeah. around for the party like and only now when he's losing do you see some only some yeah it's not even all of them a lot of them are being silent uh you know now saying oh you know trump should concede and he should be he should be a good boy and you know you know why i think they're being silent it's it's unbelievable and and also all of if you think about trump's presidency and all of the people that were on his team like his lawyers or the fbi you know chief fbi whatever and and then they come out with books and congressional hearings saying, oh, I, you know, Trump's a nightmare. Yeah. Yeah, well, you didn't have a problem taking the job, did you? Like, there's a lot of that going on where, well, there's a term for, I can't remember it, but, you know, you're you're willing to stick around when the going's good. And then as soon as the ship starts to sink, you you then want to claim that that you're on some moral high ground. Like, that's not how this works, right? Have you've made your bed? Like it's done. um, uh, Just two things on that. Like I think at the moment the reason why you're seeing a lot of them silent is um, because there's now essentially in in the Republican Party in America there's a battle that needs to be won. Are we Trump people? Yeah. Are are we 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 the John McCain's of the world? Or are we the Trump people of the world? And some people don't know the difference. So I think there's a lot of people that are trying not to die on any hills just yet because they want to see how it plays out. There's a character in that. Exactly. They're not not being because I guess they don't want to be in a losing party or the losing wing. Well yeah they are technically. But I mean as in, in that specific battle that's going to take yeah. place internally amongst yeah. themselves um, and then the other thing as well you just reminded me I know it's a bit random but when you're talking about all these people that took the job like what's his name is it Anthony Scaramucci the guy that was like hired by Trump for like only a week he only lasted he only yeah, lasted like a I week or two that. or something yeah, yeah, yeah. Trump likes to fire people <laughs> and then yeah. like he's now like on, Sessions he's now on channel on. 4 like just like slating Trump left yeah, right and centre yeah, and they asked yeah. him like hold on a second why did you take the job right um and then like they come up with like a bit of a mealy mouth answer yeah, yeah. and I, I remember um seeing like Sean Spicer his first his first White House correspondent. Well, even he's um, against him. Chief of comms. What, yeah. what do they call them? The, the, the one spokesperson. That, yeah, the one the that w- stands at the podium yeah. and lines for Trump. He was the first one and he was there. For, he stuck it out. He tried. He really gave it a good go. And no, now him I can understand because no, Trump came no, for him. He, no, he didn't. He he took the job. He lied outright on on camera yeah. repeatedly and then he got tired and left and then now he's sort of, he, you can see him doing a bit of this bit of that where he's sort of saying oh Trump's a bit of a silly billy you know you, again we I, I can't I can't square that circle for you I don't know I if don't, you can sleep at night yeah. but like you you were there for the caging of children you were there for the Muslim ban you were there for all of those things and no one said anything and these Republican senators still aren't saying anything like they they just put it down to the fact that the people elected a businessman and that's what people were after yeah. but I 
don't think that that's the other thing too with that is that you know again 70 69 million people 70 million people voted yeah for trump this time this time more than last so, time more than last time and that problem is not going away either right who who you are know, these people a lot know. of them a lot of them he has a broad were, coalition of people as well yeah you know? a lot like of even lgbtq the communities voted for him white as women well. voted like, for him more white women <laughs> more white men um his vote share with white men went down though, by the way, which is which is yeah, baffling. Yeah, but I think people. his vote share with white women stayed about the same anyway. But the um, and obviously old, older people as well. But you have to wonder, like a lot of a lot of people vote for him because they were scared into thinking that a vote for Biden was a vote for socialism. Yeah. So that was just a misinformation propaganda campaign. I, you know, that's that was effective. I, you know, Americans need to travel because this socialism that they're scared of is literally here in Europe and it's yeah, not and that it's not bad. bad. Well, no, but they also fantasize about going on a trip to Europe. So yeah, like... Get the, they, they, they need to... Um, I don't know what can be done. The other side of it is there are, there are a, a, a percentage of those people that are Trumpists, right? That they, they believe those things. They want the, the farthest right, the harshest of, you know, policies. And then a lot of them just want Republican because it's not Democrat. Yeah. So I don't think of those 70 million people... They're that all, they're all uh, out, they all yeah. love Trump or think he's the greatest thing in the world. But uh, I don't think enough of them are voting on their conscience. They're just voting as a tactical vote, essentially, yeah. right? Um, they're not really feeling the weight of their vote. They just it's just like flavor of the moment. Like, yeah, okay, yeah, I'm gonna and vote for Trump. And then there's a lot of people. So the ev- um, the vast majority of non-university educated white people voted for Trump as well. Yeah. So he really panders to the lower educated. I you know what, uh, and I think that that's part. I think that's part of the reason why people that do not like Trump really do not like Trump because he doesn't he doesn't engage in like a logical way. He's not thinking through things yeah. like straight. He's just think he. He knows his base and he's trying to get to them. So, like, for example, yeah. talking about stealing the votes or counting yeah. the ballots and all this and or that. Or even just before that. Yeah. Like, but the then Mexican I'm saying. Wall and I, and then I feel like for people, like, say, that are closer to our position, and if we were American, we'd probably be tearing out our hair just like you're chatting absolute. Yeah, but well, we like, were tearing expletives. out our hair for Brexit. Yeah. This is what I was about to say is the parallels uncanny that people that voted for Brexit are disproportionately low income, white, un- uneducated. Like this is this is what happened here. Mm. So I feel like it's you, people that are more feeling driven rather than logic driven. Well, it's not feeling; it's just misinformation and what's fed to you in an algorithm. Yeah. Right. So I wanted to talk about. Um, so we've talked, we touched on a few things here in terms of like what's actually happened in the election and what it means, like the existential crisis that's looming, of you know everyone saying, okay, Biden's won, now let's get to work, right? And everyone keeps saying, yeah, the work's not done. We need to get to work, blah, blah, blah. And I want to talk through what that actually means um, in the context of the US. So um, I wanted to talk about the, what is actually the Electoral College? Like, what what is that? Um, and when we say get to work, so everyone that's in the US that's thinking about all the, all the things that need to be done, there's uh, undoing all of the harmful policies like the Muslim ban and you know, um, uh, uh, the, yeah, the the um, they're for, they're <laughs> withdrawing from the Paris Climate Agreement is a big one and yeah, just all that kind of stuff. 
And then there's this idea of flipping the Senate. So everyone talks about flipping the Senate. Yeah. Let's talk about that and get into that a bit. And then also this idea of the Supreme Court. So when we talk about all the legal challenges that have been put forward, Mm -hmm. mind you, out of 10 so far, he's won, none of them have actually, I think 10 of them have been dismissed. So he's got a 0 to 10 batting average at this point. So really poor performance so far on the legal front. But um, the reason, I want to talk through the reasons why he's trying to do that in the first place. This is all a calculated move. This is not, this, all of the, all of the building blocks have led up to this moment um, yeah. and he's built an environment or an ecosystem that is built to protect him um, when shit hits the fan essentially. And I want to sort of talk people through what that, what that ecosystem or what that infrastructure is. So, okay. Do you want to get into it? Yeah, go on. It's going to be a bit lectury. And then we're going to talk about uh, what this means for us, for Brits it means a lot it means a lot and I wanted to pass the mic to Tom for that when um, when I've stopped waffling does that yeah. work? yeah go on right let's do this so electoral college so we in the in the UK have what kind of system Tom? just to set the scene <sighs> that stupid first past this post system Meaning? where it's winner takes all one. basically the you have to get um, sorry I'm I'm not I hate our voting system Um, (laughs) so so essentially here in the UK there's a magic number that you need in order to have a majority of seats in the in the House of Commons the House of Commons which at the moment I believe is 326 Mm -hmm. it should be more but then um, the bar is lowered because people that in Northern Ireland that are from Sinn Féin the Irish Republican Party um, they do not take their seats in Westminster, so the actual threshold is lowered. I think it's like supposed to be three hundred and thirty-one, but because Sinn Fein people don't sit, it's three twenty-six. So the first party to get three twenty-six basically has a majority in the House of Commons. Okay. And um, oh, so yeah, and it basically shakes down that you don't vote for a you don't we don't vote for the prime minister. We basically it, it's six hundred and fifty separate elections, and from and then obviously within your in those separate elections, which is within your constituency, you vote for. Um, so, for example, if you want to vote for Boris Johnson, Boris Johnson is a member of the Conservative Party, so you would then vote for the Conservative candidate in your yeah. constituency. Yeah. Um. So, it, but in reality, you're not voting for Boris Johnson. You are voting for your member of pub um of yeah. your member of Parliament to represent you, who just so happens to be in alignment with Boris Johnson. That's the way it works. Here. Right. And you can count on that MP to then support any policies that Boris yeah, Johnson Yeah, more times through. than none, because yeah. obviously there's rebels in every party. Yeah. But yeah. So then the way the the way the US system works is through the Electoral College. I think it's the only country in the developed world that, or in the world at all that has a system like this. I heard it's got a really system. dark past. Yes, yeah, so I'll talk through this. So the history of it, I'll talk through what it is. And that it's got three-fifths of a man... Sorry, I go yeah. on. <laughs> I just remember it's all coming right. back to me. So basically... If you think about the US, it didn't used to all it just, it didn't always have 50 states. Yeah. So it I think it was like like 7 or 8 or something, right? Yeah. And then as as the population grew and they started to, you know, pillage and <laughs> violate more and more native american communities, they then expanded out to, you know, other parts of that that land, okay? Yeah. So 
at the time um there were northern states and southern states you can kind of divvy up that way where the northern states were for the most part anti-slavery they still had enslaved people but they were for the most part anti-slavery and then southern states had uh well super pro-slavery yay for slavery right Mm -hmm. um when they were trying to get all these states to agree on stuff in the constitution and the and as and as part of that trying to agree on how elections should go uh the northern states wanted only free people to count in an election yeah whereas the southern states knowing that they had more higher pop higher populations albeit a lot of them were enslaved they wanted enslaved people to count yeah because then that would mean they would most most of the time win yeah right? so there was this battle of like they have less free people more enslaved people by you know per capita or whatever Mm -hmm. how do they come to an agreement here the northern states and the southern states so they came up with this concept of enslaved people count one one enslaved person counts as as three-fifths of a person which then meant that if you were in in a southern state your vote would be your you as a free person would be worth one vote and then you'd count up all the three fifths of a votes yeah right and then you'd come up with you'd end up with more yeah so an example um i got i'll link below the video that i um saw which gave this this example which is really a, a really interesting one it demonstrates it perfectly in 1800 um for the election of i think jefferson mm-hmm. so uh if you take two states one pennsylvania one virginia pennsylvania mm-hmm. was a northern is a northern state and was anti-slavery they still had slaves but, yeah for um, the most part they were anti-slavery right um so then that really that really pans out in the numbers so if you take both of their populations overall they had somewhat similar populations virginia had five hundred thirty-nine thousand, mm-hmm. so just over half a mil and pennsylvania had six hundred thousand. yeah so population-wise, that's that was the number of f- free people, yeah. right? But then Pennsylvania had only less than two thousand enslaved people. Yeah. On top of that, so very few numbers. Whereas Virginia had three hundred forty-seven thousand enslaved people. So nearly as many free people in Virginia. Okay, they were they were they had you know. I don't know a lot of construction going fucking hell so okay so then when you chalk up how many how many electoral votes that's worth yeah because the electoral college is set up in a way where the the number of people that you have in a state equals x numbers of electoral votes so if you've got a thousand this is hypothetical if you've got a thousand people in a state that's worth two electoral votes yeah Right. Whereas if you have ten thousand people, that's worth five electoral votes. Yeah. Right. So um, Virginia ended up having because of how many people they had three hundred forty-seven thousand, yeah. three fifths of that. Blah blah blah. They ended up having twenty-one electoral votes, and Pennsylvania had fifteen. Mm-hmm. So now we've come to a time where you've got this rule has been um, somewhat ousted. Right. Three fifths of the person. That's no longer a concept. Yeah. But you still have these outdated, this outdated system where some some states are worth more yeah. than others. Like California and Texas are pretty high. Yes. Um, 
But the other thing too you have to factor in is just because you got rid of that whole three-fifths of persons thing, it doesn't change the fact that there are still many, many policies and laws that are in play right now as we yeah. speak that are designed to suppress the black vote. Yeah. So poll taxes is, is an example. Right now, this year, I think in Georgia in 2018, they did massive voter suppression systems um, where they insisted on voter ID. You know, so the thing that scares me with the ID is the whole signatures having to match. Like, yeah. that's nuts. Do you know, like, I can't guarantee my signature is the same every time. No, no. But so this that's like for mail-in voting. But yeah. the thing with this is like, if you think about all the vote suppression tactics since 1800, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and there's many documented cases of this. A lot of the politicians at the time, you know, even as as recent as 1960s, 50s, yeah. were talking about how they resented the fact that black people's votes were worth the same as theirs. Yeah, really. So, yeah. so they were going, they were getting they salty because like, you know, they felt they were exceptional. Well, no, that they just felt that black people weren't. They were less than yeah. one, less than a human. So, okay. So when you take into that account. Overrepresentation in the electoral college is what makes a difference between a win or a, or a loss. Yeah. Right. So if if you're as you as a as a state are worth more electoral votes, then you are represented more in the system. Yeah. Okay. Um, and any attempts to get rid of the electoral college, even though consistently for decades the population at large s- supports getting rid of it. Yeah. Upwards of eighty percent of people don't want it anymore. It's consistently every every attempt to block to get rid of it has been blocked by southern senators because in large part southern states are overrepresented represented in the electoral college because yeah. of the numbers, and they um, if you're a southern state you tend to be a Republican state it tends to favor you right yeah. so this is the thing, um, so basically the whole idea is that your vote if you're in California is worth much less than my vote in Pennsylvania. Because my vote um, is based on on populations that basically like um, there's one electoral vote per one hundred thousand people, mm-hmm. whereas in California, because there's so many of them, one electoral vote is worth six hundred thousand people, mm. right? So so it just means it's kind of skew if at this point, and it doesn't need to exist. Yeah. So when we talked about like you know during the election that this this concept of swing states and why you were talking about the cuban american vote and what that that whole thing meant why was that such a blow to the biden you know campaign for example the fact that that they didn't they didn't do enough campaigning on the the cuban american vote yeah. in florida well it's because florida can make the difference between you winning or losing yeah. because it's a swing state which and means that every single ele- yeah it's worth a lot because of you know outdated stuff so every election it's really up in the air whether florida will swing red or blue um the same goes for pennsylvania pennsylvania the same goes for yeah no exactly so the actual swing states keep keep changing because like arizona's probably now a swing state you could consider it as as with georgia yeah right so that you can consider that to be because for however long georgia has just been a solid red state yeah Try, like to the point where they don't most people don't even bother campaigning in Georgia because they just know Georgia's going to vote red Yeah. and what, when I say they vote red it just what it really means is that 
black people, minority people, young people, low income people don't come out mm -hmm. and vote blue. They're blue in their heart. They just don't vote because yeah. of voter suppression, because of an miseducation or whatever it is. And Republicans tend to vote turn out more. So, you know, in 2016, Hillary Clinton, more people actually um, voted for Trump in California than, than most other states, bar two. Mm. But because if you take, say, a thousand people voted f for... Uh, say a thousand people voted in California. Yeah. 501 voted for Hillary Clinton. Mm -hmm. So then every single electoral vote goes towards Hillary Clinton. Does that make sense? Yeah, just about. So it doesn't... The electoral college is such that it doesn't... You just need half plus one yeah. for every single electoral college vote to come to come to you yeah. rather than Trump. Oh, okay. So that's see, why yeah. it's like this strategic thing where she knew that she didn't need to go out and campaign because she knew that Cal there would be more people voting for her than less. Yeah. So even though loads of people vote for Trump, just a few more voted for Hillary Clinton. Yeah. So then she immediately got all of California's electoral college votes. Yeah. It's like winner takes all in in that. In every and it's single not really situation, reflective. you literally yeah. need half plus one. Yeah, and then you take the entire thing. And then you take thing. the entire thing. So in Texas, there's 33 votes. So if if a thousand people voted in Texas and you got 501, you mm -hmm. take all 33. And the whole point of the Electoral College is that you have to hit 270 Electoral College votes. Yeah. And that's why these swing states play such a big part is that they make the difference because Florida is worth, say, I don't know, like 29 or something. Or like in this case, Pennsylvania was worth 20. And for the longest time, Biden was sitting at 253 or something. Mm. And all it takes is just winning half plus one of Pennsylvania's votes. 50 plus 50.1%, right? It's like, really, that's it. Um, to then win all 20 electoral college yeah. votes, which is exactly what happened. And that's why he hit, he went over the line 273. And then yeah. they claim that, you know, that the media starts saying, oh, we we can call that, um, you know, he's he's projected to win. Yeah. Because the thing with it too is like, we don't actually know technically who the winner is. We can project the winner we can call, we can make assumptions. But until the electoral delegates <laughs> go to... I don't know, somewhere in Washington and, and officially vote, then it doesn't mean anything. And that doesn't happen till December. Yeah. Do you get it? But you can assume based on... So what you're actually voting for is your electoral for your college yeah. delegate. And then they all pan together and go, you know, I don't know, climb the steps or whatever the fuck. Yeah. It's such a weird system, but it's not... It's, it's basically... It's not based on equality. It's not based on the fact that my vote is worth as, is worth as much as yours. It's, it really depends on what state you live in. And like you said, the swing states keep changing. Yeah. Because times change, demographics change. Right now we're looking, we're staring down the barrel of Texas becoming a swing state yeah. of all places. You think it's going to happen soon. Absolutely. I, I think it's going to well, be Georgia eight years. Well, Georgia has been one of those places where people have slept on it. People were saying, oh, you know... Georgia's a red state, no point, no point bothering. Yeah. But look at what happened. They turned out. When you turn out the minority, the African-American, the Latino, the, you know, all of these different Native American, mm. when you turn them out and you and you do grassroots organizing, this is what happens. And it also as well, it's probably worth saying that I think the reason why I'm saying eight years is because 
this election was like as people were saying democracy's on the line like yeah, it, exactly. it, it, the stakes were high so that's why i felt that's even though like big gains were made this time around I'm not sure there's going to be that same level of incentive to vote. Well, this is so that's why I don't think it's going to happen. The threat's imminent. That's what I mean. It's like it's ever present. So the challenge that American people now have, especially on the Democrats' left side, progressive side, is to maintain momentum to never stop. It's you know to. I guess it's good that they have the Georgia situation coming up then, because that can allow them to keep that momentum going. That leads us on nicely to the other thing, which is so we've known the electoral college and that. What you're voting for, sort of similar to what you're saying about you're voting for your MP. Mm. So when you go to the ballot, your vote in your state, you're voting for your chosen president, and separately, you're voting for your chosen senator and congressperson. Yeah. So you could, so that's what the skew if was happening and why people couldn't flip the Senate. Yeah. I think, if I'm right in saying, is that you could vote for Biden as president, but then vote for your regular Republican senator. So, that's that's i think where the miscalculations sort of coming in misprojections of like oh we thought we were going to flip the senate and when i say flip the senate what does that mean so there are like three different bodies of government there's the presidency there's the senate and then there's the congress and they are supposedly independent of each other but they do inform each other um so you can try and pass laws in or you know pass bills in in the house of congress and then that gets passed onto the senate and then you need a majority to pass that and then it becomes law mm. um equally the president can nominate a supreme court judge and then that has to be run through the senate it's basically saying like things don't get to just happen you have to basically yeah. get a second opinion it makes sure that things are kind of codified yeah. and, and there's like a second second look at it right um now the problem with it is like the senate is is has been since pre-obama or when obama got elected um overwhelmed like majority republican and the majority House, uh, Senate leader, Mitch McConnell, has made it his life's mission since Obama was in to ensure that he would A, not get a second uh, pres- a second term, which he failed at doing because Obama got a second term. Yeah. And B, to basically try at every turn to block any kinds of laws, policies, ideas that Obama wanted to push through for yeah. his, for his man, he was mandated, right? He had these ideas. It was a mission and a miracle that the Affordable Care Act was passed. Yeah. Um, and it was actually a miracle that Mitch McConnell's attempt to kill it was blocked by none other than a Republican senator, yeah, John, John McCain. McCain. Yeah. So like there are these, that was a famous th- moment. Yeah. It's like, it's on YouTube. It's legit. Yeah. So, you know, this is the thing, is like the Senate gets to make these calls or gets to be the reason why something doesn't go through. Um, and... I guess just to put it in a UK context, that's their equivalent of the House of Lords, but their House of like Lords... they have more power. They though. have way more power. Yeah. Whereas yeah. here, there's like it's a major deference. <laughs> yeah, it's more advisory and there's like a major deference towards, um, towards the House of Commons because of the civil war that happened way back when and that the power was transferred from the crown to parliament and yeah like essentially parliament is sovereign in this country rather than yeah the the sovereign so the thing with the senate is that like when you think about this like the judiciary system this idea that the um 
uh, kind of like flipping between stuff here, but but in in the Senate, you um, each state, so every all fifty states are allowed two senators. So there's a hundred senators, and mm. obviously you need fifty one to have a majority. Yeah. Um, and they've had that majority for the longest time, and they've they've been the reason why things have been blocked yeah. and all of this kind of stuff. Um, so there's this idea that we need to flip the Senate yeah. to a to a democratic majority so, so that policies can actually get passed because yeah. the House for all of Trump's presidency, I think, or no, actually no, 2018 onwards, they've had a majority, yeah. but they haven't been able to like get things through because the Senate keeps blocking it. Yeah. So adopt a state in Georgia is like a new thing and fundraising for Georgia because the Senate. Um, the senator uh, elections basically they came to a deadlock um no one got majority so yeah, they're basically for two of them for two sen- yeah. for basically yeah, both senators in georgia so they're going for a second go at it in january so there'll be another final election to basically say look who who's going to be the senator and um yeah so there's a lot of there's a lot of grassroots organizing and fundraising to try and basically get those two demogra- democratic senators elected so that you can finally have a, a majority house a majority senate and then a democratic pe- president yeah. um which wouldn't hasn't been the case for the longest time um pre pre bush right where you've had everything all in one place yeah so uh it's yeah it's a really interesting one because um mitch mcconnell is just this weirdly just powerful guy it's just really bizarre that it's like in his um at least when obama was there he took kind of pleasure in blocking and making his life difficult he's very sadistic it's just weird like i don't he he doesn't seem to have good energy about him honestly he's like just i don't it's like somebody was saying today like have you ever seen trump just laugh and it's not at somebody's expense yeah like i think the same could be said for him like yeah. when you do see that guy smile or when you see him laugh or something it's because he's inflicting pain <laughs> well the thing is too is like during the worst you know ele- um well allegedly anyway uh, economic period since since the recession since the great depression in america he thinks that the higher priority is to elect a supreme court judge than to pass a covid relief bill yeah so this is this is where their priorities, priorities are, are like, as soon up, man. as Ruth, Gaderbin- Ruth Bader Ginsburg passed away. That same evening, Mitch McConnell put an announcement out that they will be that he will be putting everything in place to make sure that Trump's nomination gets yeah. in. When it was on, you know, she in her her last dying wish was that they don't replace her until the election when the president will get to select it. And that yeah. might have been Trump, right? Trump might have been reelected, but at least then he would have had a mandate and the public support you know but it's just it that, that's how dark and sadistic it is is like it's know, constantly being gamed this woman's dying wish was one thing and you without even letting <laughs> letting it like simmer off like you're she's just passed away and you're making this announcement and yeah he literally did everything he could it, amy coney barrett is now in the supreme court in large part because Mitch, of Mitch McConnell and yeah. his efforts. And what that actually means, kind of coming back full circle, is that when you have a politicized judici- judiciary system, 
when you have judges that are supposed to be impartial but have been put in place to forward your agenda your political agenda that just means that trump has again kind of going back to that ecosystem this infrastructure he's created where pre um pre-trump mitch mcconnell was blocking obama nominating supreme court judges he blocked he blocked it he said no need to wait for an election need to wait for the new president you can't you can't nominate someone in in your last year of presidency there's nothing in the constitution that says that yeah but he set that president said no i'm not going to do i'm not going to do it and then when it's trump's turn less than two months or three months before he leaves or before the election no yeah they no less than two months before they announce it and then weeks before the election they nominate this person so he he flipped he flipped on his own principles for the you know to obviously you know forward the agenda um but when you've got that infrastructure in place it just means that in this case for example when they put forward legal challenges against the vote count accusing pennsylvania or michigan of you know being fraudulent um those local and um district courts can dismiss it or say no this you know we don't agree with this but yeah. you know and then they can appeal it and appeal it and appeal it and then it will eventually go up to the Supreme Court and they're kind of counting on that. They're counting on the abortion bills at state levels and local levels to be rejected, dismissed, you know, so that they can appeal it, appeal it and then it goes up to the Supreme Court. So there will be a time when the now very right-leaning, I think it's five five to four now, officially. six to three. Oh, yeah. Um yeah 63 will now get a chance to decide on whether they maintain the affordable care act which is some semblance of affordable health care for for the u.s where they pay hundreds of pounds for insulin um thousands of pounds worth of medical bills a month uh so there's that they also could there's a world where they will be able to vote against abortion outright um a world where they'll be able to vote for Trump, like put Trump back in based mm. on this whole thing. Like that, that's, it's it's very unlikely because it's, the, the result is overwhelmingly Biden, but there could have been an, a parallel universe where it was a bit more kind of ambiguous, maybe a bit too close to call as with um, in 2000 when Bush v. Gore, so George Bush, mm. Al Gore, presidential election, there was a uh, kind of recounts and legal challenges with it. It went up to the Supreme Court and Supreme Court voted for Bush. They yeah. said, oh, Bush gets it. So Bush won by 537 votes, I think. Yeah, something small. So sh- I think how many people would live in that country? Like hundreds of millions of people. But then also as well, I guess the scenario here, and like I know this is probably now in your favor because obviously everybody was like, oh, no, this needs to be done properly. He, he has to flip like four yeah yeah so this is the thing is <laughs> whereas like, george bush only had to do one yeah which was florida yeah so again another swing state no so in this situation it kind of it's all of these process all of the tactics to build this infrastructure and this ecosystem have somewhat fallen and flat on its face a little bit where, you know at his time of need 
you know they they really can't come through for him because there really isn't a case yeah like even he, if they have to give him they, he has to give them something to work with to make it give the illusion of justice Biden concedes all those votes and says okay yeah you can have him he still wins outright because yeah. he's just overwhelmingly won but the problem is is that the fact that that was even possible that was part of the fear i think part of why people were so uh reticent to celebrate and you know it was kind of there was a lot of nervous energy going into the selection because we knew that the the result in some part didn't matter right even if biden won there was still we knew that he was going to play this card yeah so that's yeah that's yeah that's where it was born out of it wasn't like oh that people were blind to the results because you could even feel the energy from the news anchors who were supposed to be neutral in this right but they were like look we know what you want and in order to get what you want we have to be extra mathematically correct in this like there can't be any illusion because it also is what i think they're very aware that if the news organizations were to like treat all of the results like they treated um arizona at the Mm -hmm. beginning he could then trump could then paint the media like to be against him whereas yeah i know he's already he's doing that but he would have had more of a leg or more plausibility in those false claims whereas by them like really holding back until the last minute it kind of like diminishes that um any plausibility in that argument right so that was the logic behind because they even admitted that yeah normally we could call it by now all the trends are going in the right direction but we but because so of the stakes we have giving to, him more airtime we're giving no, but excuses for it's this, not giving him ungrateful orange baby it's not giving him more airtime it's just like we see you orange baby and we we're gonna make sure you don't play that trick it's the whole right. for me once yeah. uh, shame on on yeah, no, you to be fair yeah to be fair like they they caused this in the first place like yeah. if you didn't give him so much bloody airtime back in 2015 so then i uh, just finishing up on that ecosystem kind of idea i just wanted to talk about the so if you think about all of these states to some extent act independently of each other yeah there's state law and then there's federal law at the federal level there are district courts um, which is sort of the courts just underneath the Supreme Court. Yeah. And I just want to give, um, there's also circuit courts, which is, again, the, the, as part of the ju- judiciary system, mm-hmm. there's like different kind of levels to this, but the presidents basically can appoint people yeah. in those on the bench, right? So Barack Obama appointed, say, in, in his entire eight years, right, he appointed 55 circuit court judges, mm-hmm. okay? George W. Bush appointed 62 circuit court judges. So that's sort of, you're thinking kind of 55, 60 Mm. per eight years. In four years, Trump has appointed 53. So he's appointed double. Yeah. And they're all part of forwarding his agenda. The Republican agenda, it's all all calculated. Like they're not. (laughs) And uh, these are lifetime appointments. And he's also ensured that they're all sort of on the younger side, yeah. age-wise, so they'll last longer. Like this is this is some sadistic shit. Yeah, it happens. It's it's so crazy. It's not until you join up male, all the dots. Like predominantly white. I think I don't think he's I don't think he's appointed a black man at all. I don't think so. That doesn't even um, matter to be fair. And yeah, they're deep right people. So this is the thing. This is the ecosystem that that lives beyond Trump. Mm. It, these are lifetime appointments, 
right? You've now got a 6-3 Supreme Court. Yeah. And the question that kept coming up in Biden's campaign was, are you going to pack the court? So what that means is, are you going to try and balance that out a bit yeah. and appoint two more? So then you have 11. Yeah. So then it's a little bit more even keel. But, but Biden... By nature, he's a traditionalist. Like he, he's he he's he's that. a politically entrenched person. He's been in this game for fifty years. He's respected all the systems. Blah blah blah. Yeah. I don't think he's the type to, you know, try to just basically play them at their own game yeah. and pack things for his own agenda. I don't think that's who he wants to be or who he is. But I don't. I also don't think he really has a choice, right? If if you're gonna have any kind of semblance of normality and balance, especially in a system that's meant to be impartial, right? You're not meant to have this politicized system. Yeah. They they try to design this they try to design it with this in mind. Like, I think because obviously they saw the British and European systems. Yeah. And they were trying to get away from it. But it's just now and they they did it on the premise that um that it's an honor rule honor system and like it's supposed to have honor at its core but it's just now it's not that the system the american democratic system and just the system breaks when you don't like you said like it's an honor system i think bill maher talks about this like it's an honor system and the guy doesn't have any honor so then the system breaks because you're really counting on whoever is president to lead by example and when they don't do that the whole thing crumbles logically it doesn't you know, now there is no reason. What is the point of having a Supreme Court then if, if it's just a political game, yeah. right? What, it's what, not, and oh no, that's the other thing as well that I don't think they realise is like, yeah, you might have taken over the Supreme Court, but you've now just diminished the reputation of the Supreme Court. People are not going to feel like they've gotten justice. Justice doesn't seem to exist now. Like, yeah. do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, it's just, and yeah, by all means, I'm sure, like, but I can't even rate the judges because I only found out what the new one has only been a judge for, what, three years or some crap. She's only been an actual judge for three years. Yeah, she, like, what the time is the... she was a professor at university. Yeah, so, like, normally, no experience. normally you could fall back on that, like, oh, these are highly respectable people. They've, and, oh, right, yeah, and, yeah. Oh, well, at least she's been in yeah, the field for years. But you can't. Years. But when I heard that, I was like, nah, this is actually just a joke. She's actually like, underqualified, like, severely underqualified. Yeah, how are you going to, three years being a judge and then you're already gone? the supreme court like what is that what is the equivalent of that for like for us like, we have I've, we have I've been a comms coordinator for two years no, it and would then be, i get made chief no it chief would be marketing officer it would be um what's it called um actually yeah no those are different our system's no, I'm pretty just saying tight an example yeah like us, it would be like me start coming out of uni and doing three years worth of something like assistant role and then get being made chief product officer yeah. or whatever i don't know it's just She's basically running before she can walk. Like, it's just... And and because she has been very kind of vocal or out, you know, public about um, her right-wing views. views. (laughs) Anyway, so that's that's the lay of the land, folks. Um, I guess the point of, like, explaining all of that was to say that when you hear about the, the, uh, you know, flipping the Senate, Supreme Court... um, you know the president appointing this uh, this person that person if you ever hear mitch mcconnell hopefully that gives some context of what all that whole mess is how long is he in for as long as he's elected so he just he just won his election so how long does that last six years oh my (laughs) yeah so now the only hope so basically the senate the senators how old is he as well is he gonna last congress people get elected every two years i think yeah. 
and then I think the senators get so every again that's different so then but it's on a rolling basis so I think every two years you're gonna get some senators that yeah it's not all like this that's corrupt as well in my mind too what do you mean like I, I get I get they're probably trying to spin it as like oh you need some continuity or some someone's got it you can't have all of us chip chop like I think it's corrupt that they it's not everyone's up for election at the same time that they've set up a system where there's like three sets of cycles it's just to me it's like go hard or go home like what's well, no, this business then you're of with it for six years I no. like the idea that there are multiple opportunities to flip it in your favor yeah at least we've got that chance. I keep saying we. I'm like so bought into it. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> we can do that. And, and I'm like, oh, should I donate to the the Georgia fund? Yeah. I'm like, I, I'm not actually allowed to because I'm not an American citizen. Yeah, don't do that. No, I'm, I'm actually not allowed to. Yeah. Um, it won't let me. Yeah, because that's, that's, <laughs> that's international interference. And, okay, sorry. And another, I just, I just like want that. them to do well, you know? No, I know. Well, there's ways. Obviously, mm. people can give the money to other people that can then. Oh, I'm not going to go that, that far. That is corrupt. But I'm yeah. not going to go that far. That's that, hilarious. That, that happens. Imagine if I just like Western Union someone. <laughs> yeah, and literally. And then be like, can you get <laughs> that wink, money? Wink, Georgia. In? Yeah. yeah. Um, I think, yeah, if that person can get in serious trouble if they. That's mad. Yeah. No, I wouldn't do it's that. It's like, revert, like m- political money laundering. Or, oh, damn. Uh, Anyway, yeah, so so yeah. Mitch McConnell just won his election, which is like was such 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 a, such a bummer. Yeah, such a bummer, and her, his opponent wasn't all that compelling, so I, I understand why. Yeah. Like, but but her, and also, but she was one of them. She fundraised as a Democrat. She fundraised one of the highest political camp, like most expensive political campaigns, and it sort of flops on its head, but. The runoffs in Georgia, these two Senate races. But he's from in, Kentucky. I'm not expecting nothing from that state. Yeah, but what but what I'm saying is that okay, so he's now in for the next six. Fair enough. But yeah. what else can we do? And that's kind of the point. Is like Georgia is the next the next opportunity to try and flip it. Yeah. Before re-election. I looked come into up. the details of it. Is they wouldn't technically flip it. Um, they would basically make it um evens, because I think there's two independent senators in there. Yeah. So that they're, they're basically counting them in the Democrats. No, but Democrat they do because the independents always vote with Democrat. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because yeah, I was just yeah, I was like, wait a second, that math doesn't add up. But yeah, yeah they're. Um. Know. So then, what does this mean for the UK? So, talk about the the Biden um, presidency and what it means for Bojo and his. Uh, you know, evil followers. <laughs> hey, that's heavy, man. <laughs> um, but we're screwed. That's all I can say. That's the bottom line. Um, so yeah, I guess yeah. If people are listening to this in two days. I don't have to worry about prefacing it too much because of the game. The board will still be the same. All right. So the reason why this election and why I took personal interest in it is because obviously we're stuck in the middle of the Brexit process. Uh-huh. Um, so from the Conservative Party's point of view, the, in its current guise, what they thought they were going to do was was basically um, do a no deal. And count on Trump being re-elected? And count on Trump being re-elected. And, and then align, that mean for aligning them? themselves. Uh, basically, Trump, align... Trump was super pro-Brexit. So basically, yeah. that was code for do whatever you like, I'm yeah. not going to check you. Yeah, so basically, yeah. the um, so before, 
we obviously the Europe Europe is is was right there, so it made sense for us to have a really close relationship with them. And then also America used to like it because we had influence over the European Union. Yeah. Um. And obviously we were the ticket. We were like the yeah, in for them. Yeah. We yeah. were there in. And then um. Obviously Trump we had the uh, yeah Amer- <laughs> America had the um. Uh, Trump under Trump, America had the whole America First um, agenda. agenda. So that meant they turned their back on their um, international alliances. Which, so f- what would you mean, like? Tr- so, trade, for example, manufacturing. Yeah, so trade. So they was like, I remember this. Still in, it's still here now, actually. So they slapped tariffs on on steel. They slapped tariffs on um, French products, so like um, wines and luxury goods. Um, there's all sorts of like, they, mm-hmm. like most of the trade war um, press seems to be focusing on China and the US, but there is like a mini trade war going on between mm-hmm. the EU and the US. And then obviously because we, all of our trade deals was through the EU, that meant we were also engaged in that as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so their idea was, was that they thought they could essentially replace the EU with the US. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously people when you say that you mean Bojo and yeah yeah. so they they basically were looked at they were like okay the US is a certain size economy the EU comparatively is a, is like of a similar size I'm not sure which one's bigger um, but they basically just wanted to switch mm-hmm. and then they will make all switch of switch out the um, animal rights for chlorine chicken <laughs> so yeah that was their main overarching plan but then obviously now the chicken has come home to roost. <laughs> the um, chlorinated chicken. Yeah. <laughs> so um so they're now in a position whereby the like obviously Biden's very hostile to Brexit. He he thinks it's stupid. He's been on record saying that um he wouldn't have voted for it. Well, um, so did Obama. Yeah, Do you want and to talk then, about yeah. that? And then, yeah, so when Obama... Um, was president. Yeah, was president and he came over here when we were having the... David Cameron invited him over here to basically try and talk to the British people to, like, scare... Wink, wink, yeah. don't leave. Yeah, and yeah. He, Obama was saying, oh, if you guys leave, well, you're going to be go to the back of the queue and all this and that. And then, obviously, Boris Johnson, who was leading the Vote Leave campaign, took that and was like, oh... He, because of his Kenyan ancestry, he doesn't like the British Empire, and he's just bitter about the yeah, empire. He's bitter, so he's yeah, he's just trying to yeah, what, exactly, do, what, and just whip you yeah, just like really crass like statements Some and stuff. Um, and then also as well to add to the mix, Biden's got Irish heritage, mm-hmm. so obviously the big part of the he's like fully Irish Catholic. Yeah, like so, he, <laughs> he's all about it. yeah. Mate, I, for, I forgot about the Catholic side. That's serious. Um, That's some, yeah, exactly. <laughs> mad uh, but yeah so essentially um part of um the boris johnson's plan was to like essentially trample a bit on the good friday agreement mm-hmm. in order to get the because obviously at the moment the the current withdrawal agreement means the the great britain so scotland england wales um can do what they want mm-hmm. in terms of like setting up new trade deals and stuff Mm -hmm. but because of the withdrawal agreement and because northern ireland shares an island without a border with the republic of ireland Mm -hmm. they need to stay in the same regulatory zone as as the eu Mm -hmm. because you can't have two sets of rules on one island Mm because that just um compromises the integrity of the eu single market Mm um so it's just So basic, but then you've got this conservative government that don't base, they don't like the rules. They're not, it's not in their nature. 
Yeah. Like they're very like libertarian, free thinking, like I'm the boss of my own world. Don't tell. So they need. Well, no, they're trying to hark back to, you know, the good old British empire. Yeah. Britain first. It's just the same. Yeah, same same crap. This is just. So they're basically. They've broken international law. Well, they're on the. They're on the. They're proposing that they want to. They haven't done it yet. Okay, and Biden will be naturally not very down. Yeah, for he's that not down for any he's of this. Irish first, and and, and a big part of Biden's <laughs> like ticket and one of his values and stuff is that he wants to rebuild or undo the damage that Trump has done to their international relations and their standing in the world. And their moral, yeah, their moral compass. So yeah. expect I, Biden's probably going to be doing a lot of trips. So I'm I'm expecting he's going to try and shore up relations with Germany, shore up relations with France. Absolutely. Like who else would he do? I think those will be the two main players and then like he'll go to Brussels and we'll like go speak yeah. to the EU chiefs and Absolutely. stuff. So, As he should. Yeah. yeah. And then obviously if you're Bo- Boris Johnson who's banking on trying to team up with America and versus America the... America has turned their back on you yeah, because and finally yeah. voted right. Yeah. It's like you were trying to play the two off, the two people against each other. Yeah. And yeah. now they're going to be best buddies and you're just left in the lurch. It's, it's like literally, that. It's literally. Like, it's like, you know what, it, you know what, to put in, to, to summarize this whole thing, it's essentially like somebody was cheating on someone. So the uk was trying to cheat on the eu with the us yeah and now the us has actually turned around and has now started up a relationship with the eu yeah like and then you're and the e- you us guess, yeah you were trying to be smart about it but yeah yeah so it's just it's now just come back to bite him in the ass so now he basically has to make a decision like politically he's in a crap place because it's because he's gassed people up so much here about, about no turning yeah about turning their back, back on the eu yeah. and the eu's like wrong and nasty and, and like we can stand yeah yeah we can stand toe to toe with america and we can feel big and stuff yeah that because that's now gone it's like he basically it's politically like not suicide for him to like now he go back to, he has he to go has back to, to go the back. uk I mean, to the EU. He has to go back with his tail between his legs, either to the EU or to the US, or both. Yeah, well, both will probably happen. Mm. Like, it's just... And and the the problem is, is that we're... Like, yeah, I'm I'm saying it's like it's some, like, external problem or Boris Johnson's problem. Uh, Unfortunately, this problem is going to affect all of us. Absolutely. Like, it's where collateral damage... So why am I still happy about it, then? (laughs) No, like, realistically, like... We voted voted Brexit. We deserve what comes to us. Look, for me, yeah, like, on paper, this country, everybody should have been campaigning for Trump because then we would have had some sort of hope. Mm. Like, Brexit would have had some sort of benefit or break even. And I'm not going to call it a benefit because if you're just swapping the EU for the US, that's just a break even. You're not gaining anything Mm. new. Um, So... Yeah, we should have been. I can't bring myself to say it, but the, <laughs> it was in the UK's best interest, given the path that the country decided to take, for Trump to win that election. Yeah, but it's not in the, our interests morally yeah. or like any any other way. It doesn't make sense. Yeah, and also we now have a task on our hands to 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 have organize ourselves, grassroots organizing to ensure that we do the same thing that they did that we yeah, but we that's elect, gonna take time that we elect yeah. the people that represent us and our views that, that at the end of the day like more, more people don't want don't want us to leave than leave now even yeah. the people that vote to leave 
You know what like, would be my dream? Statistically regret it, don't want it yeah. to happen. You know what would be my dream? Stay? My dream would be like if Biden could just be like, <laughs> if he could broker another peace deal between the UK and the U- and the EU and get the UK to rejoin the EU. I know it would yeah. never happen, yeah. but that would be amazing. Well, because we're stubborn and we just want to make, we want to lie in the bed we just made. Yeah. But then the, a big part of the reason why I personally wanted Biden to win is because I saw, um, and I've said this to you so many times, I saw Trump as like the radio tower that yes. was like pumping out exactly. like the populist vibes and the stuff. Trump because vibes. look how quick they, they eat, they, um, Boris Johnson U-turned on like the free school meals and yeah. like they're all of a sudden trying to talk up their climate change credentials and all of yeah. this. They're trying to like be like, look, we're good. We're nice we're, people. We're like super dumb yeah. <laughs> but it's so just dumb. like, ah, it's, it's just not. So I'm, I'm, I want to see how that plays out. I don't like we, we just let Trump go unchecked for four whole years. Yeah. We didn't say a damn thing. We didn't condemn one thing. We just let him yeah. do all of that harm to all of those different people. Yeah. And said nothing. And we're gonna I, I want it to I want us to get what we what's coming to us for that. Yeah. I want I want Biden to Schadenfreude. What's that? Uh delighting in somebody else's misery, German word. No, I'm not. I'm not delighting in Boris. I'm saying that it's only it's only fair that it ha Like, you you, as supposedly a powerful political force in the yeah. world, did didn't do anything. You stayed silent. You were complicit, and not only that, but you you didn't check your act. Like what's happening in your back garden. Mm right like there's like far right uprisings happening here too don't get it twisted so what you said is like the radio towers the signal has been disrupted Biden's yeah it's gonna elected. be interesting to see how they and go now let's see how it goes but we are responsible for how we move that forward yeah but i i don't like the problem in this country is is that it's so because of like the class system and it's not a problem it's just a characteristic of this country like it it, it seems to like the national psyche seems to be very centre-right, to get mm-hmm. what I'm saying. So, like, the whole progressive... Like, the fact that they... Like, the way, like, for example, the, um, the left of the Labour Party has been demonised and stuff, obviously, like, anti-Semitism, I'm not trying to get into that, um, is a big part of that demonisation. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But it's just... I basically I don't know I like if it was just like London or Manchester and like all these big metropolitan centers yeah fair enough but well, the problem the is here is that is in the US. yeah the problem here is is that like in the US there's so many big cities there's like Pittsburgh there's Pennsylvania Philadelphia there's yeah, like I mean, most of the f- Manchester most of the um the flipped places were are mostly republican yeah. Whereas but with democratic yeah. cities, but then the problem here is, it's literally it's like Scotland, who are like they're not really at the table because they're trying to they've gone yellow and they're trying to like go separate, mm. and then you're just left with what Manchester, Liverpool, yeah, Ma- but what, Lib- no, what, London. What I'm saying, Tom, is that we're the ex- it's the exact same story. But what I'm saying is this, the the towns outnumber the cities, so that's why I'm saying I don't have as much hope here, unfortunately. Right. Okay. Do you get what I'm saying? The math isn't necessarily like, obviously. I think I think it is. It's just again, it comes back to organizing. Yeah. I think there are someone has to communicate to those townspeople. I actually think there are more people that are that are willing that are centre left. Yeah. 
but then it comes back to our, our voting system because if we had the whole no um, but it doesn't though Tom you're, you're missing the point yeah. all what I want listeners to understand yeah everything that's happened in the US is a direct reflection of what happens here it's yeah. a mirror it's a mirror to us all of their failures are our failures yeah. a mirror to our failures and their successes are our blueprint for how we can repeat it yeah because the only reason why Biden won is because minorities, younger people, yeah, lower income people turned out. Tom, the same problem I we hope have it here. Happens, yeah. The same problem we have here is that older white people, right, seventy year olds, yeah, without fail, turn up in their towns to yeah. vote, and it's the rest of us, eighteen to thirty five, that don't bother. That's the problem, is the apathy of the younger generation. The only reason why they won in the US today is that those people turned out. Mm. If you repeat that here, you'll see the same result. But the difference in the quirk is you need to make sure that those young people turn out in those towns. Because I don't, I'm not worried about London. I'm not worried about um, big metropolitan yeah, areas. Yeah, I understand it's, what you're I'm saying. I'm talking about like the red cars, the Morecambe, the... Withams Home or counties. like yeah, like High Wickham or Tunbridge Wells. I'm talking it's those places. Yes, but it's I I understand like in terms of ge- geographically that the, there's a, a a somewhat different challenge. It's, yeah. The challenges is, is spread out differently, but it's still the same challenge. Is my yeah. point. So I know I I don't know. I feel sad like because obviously if you ask me in my heart, I'm with you 100. percent But I just feel so burned by the last I feel like election. That's the last thing you should be feeling when we yeah. literally just came off the back of a Biden winning an election, what was seemingly an impossible task. Yeah, like he wasn't even very popular. Look, the, my only do, hope do is look. I do everyone, get yeah. Everyone rallied behind. Yeah, because it was it do or die. <laughs> exactly, and we should treat it the same way here. That's what I'm saying. My thing is, I just he was the last look, person young black people wanted. Are you kidding me? Look, I, my thing is this: I like part of the reason. I basically I feel like Brexit needs to happen. It needs to be awful. It needs to make people think, "Oh my days, what have we done?" And then we will get the, yeah, the well, massive only change. Yeah, if there isn't a massive misinformation campaign that's levied against people that aren't educated, yeah. that, that take things face value. Like, trust me, people will be able to spin whatever they need to spin so that they don't take the blame for the massive failure that yeah. will be Brexit. I, I, I'm not counting on people having a, you know, I told you so moment because the media, the, the spin, the Boris Johnson's of the world will do their best also as well, to like, manipulate people. I hope this doesn't come across as mad treasonous, but I think if if like Biden could go and see Macron and um Merkel mm. first, like yeah, just yeah, send a, be, just send a message legit. like you yeah. guys have messed up, like just so that Ah oh, man, it's I'm sad. I like I wish I could be more hopeful in my tone, but I just I feel like America I'm happy for I feel like we've shot ourselves in the foot already and we're bleeding out, but I can see that America's like yeah has lived to see yeah Yeah. whereas we've got four years on the sidelines yes but we have to tom that's four years of grassroots that's four years of trying yeah and building up that base Hmm. i don't know i feel like again what happened in the u.s is possible for us they had their time this imagine they've had four years of of hell yeah right i mean we're about to stars We'll have to see. Yeah. And then to be fair, we've had to deal with a conservative government for 
over again, 10 years yeah but again <laughs> i i'm i'm i i maybe the stats tell me otherwise and correct me i'll happily you know, yeah. say i'm wrong but i don't i genuinely don't think that the majority of the country actually believes in the things that the conservatives believe it i don't think that i think most people and in fact i know this most people are left-leaning they're liberal democrats or labor right yeah or green party when you actually you've told me yeah this, if you add up all the yeah. when you add all of those together they far outweigh the number the of left. conservatives but because the left is fractured yeah big time and this is the, the the problem that the u.s have is that all the all of the people are, are bundled into one party yeah which presents its own problems because you've got the likes of alexandria Ocasio-Cortez on one side and then you've got and Bernie Sanders and then you've got Nancy Pelosi Chuck Schumer like these like entrenched old white people yeah so this is the thing which one would you rather I'm in I'm in two minds because if you have a fractured system like ours you don't get the kinds of wins that by that would have allowed Biden to win right because you just you're not rallying together you're not all banding together and tactically kind of saying we're all democrats for today thank you don't care if you don't like biden we're gonna get trump out right and then on the other side you've got so yeah great you can get those big wins but then you're lumped together for the rest of the time where you've got to you know try and find a middle ground which is just simply not possible this country we need the whole first past i'm not first past we do not need first past the post we need um uh, the alternative vote, single transferable voting. Oh, yeah, yeah, we, yeah. We hundred because at least in the mainland in Europe, like they've got coalition style governments, yes. and it will be much easier. Like in this country, it will be so much easier for like the Lib Dems, Labour, and the SNP to band together than it would be. Yeah. Do you get what I'm saying? And then the, also as well, the SNP going at some point is gonna like if they get independence, that's gonna totally just switch up things big time. Like. I don't Super know. Conservative yeah, I point. don't even think it's mathematically possible at that right. point for there to be a left, hmm. a, like left off center government. Crazy. Like it's just because they're going to take their fifty votes with them. Like it's just. <laughs> That's mad. Yeah. All the more reason to move to Scotland. Right? Yeah. <laughs> and on that I note, have more hope in that. By the way, that so I don't know why. That. I feel like I've done the math in my head, and I feel like moving to Scotland is. <laughs> is the answer oh my god right we'll save that for another session (laughs) way to have a cliffhanger okay thank you everyone for listening hope you enjoyed it i got a quick masaka now oh right okay oh yeah yeah, i forgot about that (laughs) uh yeah and uh see you next week okay see you guys bye